podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back, and I'm very excited to bring this Friday episode to you. Over the course of the week, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Big 12, I talked with a representative of every single school in the conference except for Baylor because they're scumbags, and I don't acknowledge them. I thought it would be fun to get a perspective from all the other different fan bases, how they view the conference from the past, present, and future. So sit back, enjoy it, and I promise you're going to have fun listening to this one. The 25th anniversary whip around with all of our Big 12 brethren continues. Now I have Michael from, I would say, our uh, you know best friends on the Armchair Media Network, the 23 personnel. How are you doing today, my friend? Hey, I'm hanging in there, Scott. I really appreciate you having me on. And, uh, you know, the, the Mahomes love is real. And yes. I'm, I'm glad that we can share this together. Yes, very, very happy that you guys passed off Patrick Mahomes. We're just going to ignore the fact that they lost to the Raiders. That made me want to die inside. I hate the Raiders more than almost anything in the world. But we'll move on past that. Uh, since I have you on and you're a fellow armchair, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Bet Online. Again, if you want to wager on anything, we have all the college football, NFL, all of it. Go bet on Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. I'm sure you could get good odds. Use promo code armchair for your welcome bonus and manscaped.com because I'm reading this I can't be a part of the NFL network but if you use promo code armchair you get 20% off everything the lawnmower 3.0 the weed whacker for all your nose hair and the best boxer briefs in the world manscaped.com armchair 20% off and free shipping so we're going to get into it uh this is the same format everyone's listened to it but I wanted to hear every single fan or a perspective from every place in the Big 12. So what is your perspective of the Big 12 as we sit here today? And do you think your opinion differs greatly from rest of the Red Raider fans? I I wouldn't think so. I think we're all kind of, I I would say we're competent, not maybe not competent, but we're, we're, we're okay with the current state of the Big 12. The, The money seems good. There's a good deal with Fox. Um, I think everyone's a little bit annoyed with the ESPN Big 12 now, ESPN Plus thing that's kind of transitioning, but I I think they'll get over it because everyone just gets annoyed over everything. But it it seems like the piece of the pie is is favorable and has seemed to be working out for everybody. And I think the exposure is good. They're still included in the Power Five schools and all that. So just on a, a very broad term, everyone's kind of just, you know, this is fine. Everyone's okay with it. Definitely. So let's go back to 10, 12 years ago. What was your view of Conference Armageddon? And thinking back to it, like, how do you reflect back on that very, 
you know, rocky time in Big 12 history? It's probably a lot to do with leadership. Uh, the, the fact that I think was it, it was Dan Beebe, right? During yes. that time. Yeah. I think he kind of allowed uh, basically Texas and OU to just kind of run the conference. And that did not sit well with everyone else, obviously. Um, you know, the Longhorn Network is a big thorn in the side that we're still going to have to live with for another 10 years. I was double-checking my numbers on that. I think they signed a 20-year contract in 2011, my friend. So that's still, that's still a ways off. So um, I, I think that was just kind of the, the initial reaction was it, it seemed like these two powers were trying to butt heads and, um, you know, really just kind of work everything up. And us guys, you know, Kansas States and Texas Techs of the world, we're just kind of stuck in the middle and hoping we get to play football somewhere and play basketball somewhere. Definitely. So are you a fan of sitting at 10 teams outside of, you know, the contradiction with the conference name? Yeah, that, that was the first thing I was going to say, and I'm sure that's what everyone else says too, but I'm fine with 10 teams. Um, you know, the round robin thing is a plus. The conference, the way it's set up now, we play the most conference games out of any of the Power Five conferences every year. So that is kind of a plus. Uh, it does kind of make for awkward times for the conference championship game that kind of doesn't make sense, but had to be added because of the TCU Baylor thing a few years ago where the conference kind of ate itself and didn't get to go to the playoff. But it, it's fine. I, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more, but I, I do kind of miss the, you know, the, the North and South or, or, you know, the two different conference geographical locations. Definitely. So what do you think the future holds for the Big 12? I, I, it's going to um, – I think they may have the chance to expand again. We saw – I know this is kind of a, a brief, weird example, but when Nebraska was facing a, a season where they didn't think they were going to get to play, I, I couldn't believe the uproar on Twitter and everyone else of, hey, just come back to the Big 12. And then it seemed like they were sort of considering it, which I don't think that's even legal or any of that would have worked out at all. But I couldn't believe that there were so many people just like, yeah, come on back. It'll be fine. So when things kind of turn weird and we're in that point right now, um, I think the Big 12 is in a good position to, to bring in a couple more teams because they have the least amount of teams in these big, gigantic conferences and so they actually would have a little bit more appeal to, uh, you know, to be able to expand if they wanted to. Definitely. So looking back on the history of Texas Tech athletics, do you find yourself more nostalgic for the Southwest Conference, the old Big 12 with 12 teams, or are you happiest with this current 10-team configuration? Yeah, this kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier. I, um, I am of the age where I am nostalgic for the old – Big 12 conference, uh, actually 12 teams, the the two divisions, you know, that was really fun. I, I enjoyed getting to see Kansas State or Nebraska or Kansas, you know, for two years and then, oh, okay, now we're going to swap it out. And Iowa State is coming to town and we're going to go to Colorado. We're going to go to Mizzou. It, it didn't feel as stale it kind of feels stale now that we're playing the exact same round robin schedule every single year. There's no real change up. 
And as a tech fan who is having trouble winning football games in general, you know, let's take one of those Power Five games just off the schedule. I'm fine with it. You know, back in the heyday when I was in school, we had eight Power Five games pretty much uh, because Leach scheduled complete and total cupcakes for the rest of the time. And now we have 10. So that has not worked out well for tech. And personally, I think if we lost one of those, we'd be fine with it. I love it. So do you think most tech fans agree with you or do you think there's a segment that probably is more nostalgic for the Southwest Conference days? There's a pretty good group that is nostalgic for Southwest Conference. And I think a lot of it's because of Arkansas. I'm not exactly sure why that was really before my time uh, as a tech fan. So I know there's a lot of people around here that just, they liked that rivalry. They liked, of course, A&M, you know, they, they liked the Southwest Conference and kind of what it offered. So I think that's probably a lot of fans, you know, maybe 10 years older than me. Definitely. So of the four teams that left the conference, who's the team you miss the most? Texas A&M for sure. It's a, it's a love-hate deal. They were, you know, Tech actually had a really good record against them in football. Uh, the last few years it went A&M's way, but it was pretty even for the most part. And even though A&M would never acknowledge Tech as any sort of rivalry, that's how it goes. But that, that was a fun rivalry. I really enjoyed that. Um, all sorts of weird stuff about, I think like fish food getting thrown on A&M school buses and I mean, all these little things you would hear that would happen when we'd go to each other's respective uh, towns. So I, I do miss the Aggies and, um, but I, you know, I don't like them, but I do miss them. Definitely. So if you could kick out one of the other nine schools in the conference, who'd you kick out? And if you were to say K-State, I'd end this right now. So don't even think about it. <laughs> well, okay. Since you threw that in there, I'll have to be thinking on the fly. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, Texas Christian, for sure. Gone. 10,000 students. Come on. Just, just go. Just be gone. We, we already have a Christian school who we don't know what anybody makes, what the coaches make, because they don't have to release all this stuff. And there's no comparisons. There's all these numbers they, and things they don't have to do because they're a private school. Let's just get rid of one less. I wouldn't mind not having to face a Gary Patterson defense every year. Their basketball team's been okay. But aside from that, they haven't brought a whole lot to the table. So, yeah. That's I love my it. Answer. So, so that that does give a hint into the next question. Uh, would you have added the same two teams back in the conference Armageddon Day? So, I, I say, I take it TCU definitely would not have been added if you were calling the shots. What about West Virginia? West Virginia, I would not have added just because they weren't on my radar. I wasn't thinking about them. I like West Virginia. They're, I mean, they're between like Kansas State and Iowa State and West Virginia, those are three schools that I'm constantly kind of rooting for when we're not playing them. So uh, West Virginia just kind of pulled me in once they came into the conference. I've really enjoyed them. But no offense to them, but the two teams that I had in my head were Louisville and Florida State. Because at that time, they were both kind of on the way up a little bit. This was before Jimbo Fisher. You know, this was before Louisville had a really couple of good years in, in, uh, in football. Of course, Louisville's always been great at basketball. My wife grew up around there, so I just kind of had that in my in my head. Like, man, these two teams would really be great. They would expand uh, football and basketball, and it would just be really exciting couple of teams. But, yeah, that definitely is not a slight to West Virginia. I think they're a lot of fun in the conference, even though geographically it makes zero sense 
no sense at all. Definitely. So then the final question I have for you, if you were able to add any two teams to get up to 12 to get back to the naming convention sounding correctly, what two teams would you add? I would go with Arizona and Arizona State. And that may just completely go against what I just said about Morgantown being way out in the middle of uh, the other side of the, the world. But I could see Arizona, Arizona State working. Um, then you throw in, that could be a conference we go east and west in that case, and you throw in OU, Oklahoma State, and Texas, and then another Texas team, whether it's Tech or Baylor or whoever, whoever drew the short straw, and then the two Arizona State, Arizona schools, and then you'd have an east and west division. That sounds kind of fun to me, and, and it would be a southwest kind of area because where we are in Lubbock, that's, we're more southwest than anything else. We're not really in the south we're not really you know in the mountains for sure so we're kind of in the southwest and that, that would we find some kinship in the arizona schools i think definitely i love it well thank you again for coming on to do this 25th anniversary whip around of course this actually might be the very first one uh of the nine or eight that we're gonna do because guess what k-state texas tech was the very first big 12 football game so uh, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. Let anyone listening where they know where they can find you on Twitter, social media, and find the 23 Personnel Podcasts. Sure. Thanks Thanks again, Scott. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you can find us at 23 Personnel. That's 23 Personnel on Twitter. You can find me at Michael underscore LBK. And Spencer, who thought all of this up, is at Punts Suck. He is not a fan of punts. So you can find him on Twitter there as well. And uh, thanks again for letting me go on. Definitely. Thanks, man. All right. Now we are here with someone who's quickly become one of my good friends. He's over at the Just OK Sports podcast, Daryl Reiniger. I think I said it right. I just had you uh, talk me through it real quick. How are you doing on this afternoon, my friend? Great, man. Doing really well. And you nailed it. Well done. Well done. All right, good. So my wife hasn't even figured out how to say it yet. So that was impressive. Well, and also real quick, uh, you know, congrats to you. You're having another uh, kid very soon. So folks, whenever you're listening to this, tweet at him his congratulations. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's big times. Is this number two for you? Number three. Number, number three. three. My three goodness. Yeah, I love so. it. Well, con early congratulations, and we're just going to get into it. I don't know where I'm ordering this in the show. Probably <laughs> towards the top since we've shared a conference for a long time, but this is a 25th anniversary whip around to all the different Big 12 fans uh, that, you know, I like to talk to. So I'm using this as an excuse right. to get to talk to you. So the first one, uh, just real quick, what is your perspective of the Big 12 as we sit today, and does that opinion differ from where most Oklahoma fans are? Uh, yeah, I think my opinion is different. I think we all agree the football in the Big 12 right now is not where it was in its heyday, right? So that, that perspective is there for everybody from a financial standpoint, which at the end of the day, that is what these presidents and everybody else is about. It sits in very good standing. You obviously have the SEC and the Big 10 at the top, but the Big 12 is right there. Now, flashback to when we were all in love with the Big 12, those early 2000 years, right? 
it was the mecca of college football financially uh, everybody was kind of on an even playing field so my perspective differs in that i think the big 12 still sits in a very good position to go long term whereas i think most ou fans especially are ready for the big 12 to tie and everybody to disperse all right so what was your opinion of conference armageddon 10 to 12 years ago so go back in time where was your head at back then uh my head back then was the big 12 is gone right and that we were going to end up with maybe three super conferences or four you know there was all that kind of talk and i i was kind of in that it felt like and the big 12 was going to be the first domino to fall right they were going to be the first ones on the chopping block um, you knew the Big Ten was sitting in a good position. The SEC was sitting in a good position. Um, and I thought it was all over with. I thought OU Texas could be over with, Kansas, Kansas State. Like all these great things I've grown up with loving could all just be disbanded and out of here. And so that's kind of where I was when that was going down. And uh, it made sense even with the playoff rumors coming, right? Four major conferences, all those conference champs get in. You got a playoff. Uh, but here we sit and somehow we're still hanging on. Still alive, definitely. So because of <laughs> Conference Armageddon, the Big 12 only has 10 teams. Are you a fan of having just 10 teams? There are aspects of it that are good, right? I mean, look, one of the biggest complaints, if you are a person who follows college football, just look at what the SEC does now, right? They have aligned themselves in a way where their power teams are on opposite sides, and they've aligned their scheduling in a way where they are able to protect their big boys, right? Um, we saw this especially this year with COVID, right? Right out the gate, you see teams like Missouri, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, all getting who? Georgia, Alabama, all their big boys. Uh, matter of fact, great stat for you. Oklahoma in the last, I believe it is, 10 years, 12 years, has played UCLA more in the regular season than Georgia and Alabama have played each other. So the positive of a 10-team conference is you actually play everybody. So when you get down to the end of it, these are your two best teams. They've proven their way, whereas other conferences, again, are able to shield themselves a little bit, and you just kind of have name recognition that you're really holding up to the top. So there are positives, but unfortunately – Again, it's about dollars and it's about commercials and it's about media. And when you have a small conference, we're considered the little boy among everybody and that's gonna hurt you in the long run. Definitely, are you happy with your schools standing inside the Big 12 Conference? And then are you happy with the Big 12 standing inside the greater college athletics world? Uh, I mean, how can you be upset if you're Oklahoma or Texas, right? I mean, let's be honest, we are benefiting from our name by bullying everybody else right we get to have our own network and that money comes straight to us it doesn't necessarily get fully dispersed to the whole conference those kinds of things uh, i think it's clear that on occasion the big 12 does protect ou in texas and teams like that i mean we can't deny that so in that sense in the conference yeah we're in great shape that like where would you want to go they're going to help you they're going to give you more money etc etc as far as big 12 goes around no, I'm not happy with where it sits. I actually think overall, yes, I still think the Big Ten and the SEC, like I've said it time and time again, are near the top. I still think Big 12 football is right in there on that three, you know, that three conference tier depending on the year. The problem is until we win a national title, it's not going to get that respect. In all honesty, last year, the ACC was worse than the Big 12. You cannot argue that. Those teams were terrible outside of Clemson, but Clemson has been there. Clemson has won it and Clemson's in it. And as long as their team continues to do that, the ACC 
has great football. And it like, let's go back to the 2000s, right? When it was K-State, when it was Texas, when it was OU, battling out every year, that was the conference. And then all of a sudden, the SEC wins a national championship in two and three, and their conference became the mega conference. They were on, they were at the bottom at that point. All their teams were struggling. So we don't look good right now. We got to get a team in the playoff and got to get a team to win. And I think all of a sudden the respect will turn very quickly. I agree with you. So the next one, are you more nostalgic for the big eight, the old big 12? Are you, or, or are you happiest with where the 10 team conference is as is? Nah, the old Big 12. Uh, Big A, I mean, that was great, but it was, I don't know, I, I'm probably too young to really appreciate the Big A where it is. Um, but the Big 12 days, I mean, those were, I mean, think about from 2000, the, the first half of this Big 12 idea of conference, it again was the conference. It was going, Snyder had things rolling, right? The Michael Bishop days, et cetera. Mike Leach had it rolling there for a while. Even Mangino at Can Kansas, folks. Let's remember, Kansas was a major bowl winner. That's where this conference was, though. Think about that. Missouri, Kansas. Um, you could go down the list. All those teams were teams fighting for the big bowls that we've grown up with. Those were the days. It was a war every single week. And if you could get through that gauntlet, you knew you were a powerhouse team. So I'm very nostalgic to that age for sure. Do you think most Oklahoma fans would echo that, or do you think they're more nostalgic for the Big Eight or even happy? I don't think any OU fans are probably happiest with the 10 team, but would most OU fans say old Big 12 or Big Eight? Uh, I think it's like everything. There's that dividing line, right? I think if you're in that 45, probably up range, you probably have those memories of those Nebraska OU battles in the Big Eight days, um, even being able to play uh, Texas a lot more back then, those kinds of things. But I think the majority would still say the Big 12. I think when they pulled that conference together, I think, I think you'd have a split under that 45 that would go there. Um, but I think your older generation misses that Big 8. Playing those same teams every single year was just a fun time for them. Yep. So of the four teams that have left, who's the one school you miss the most? Oh, Nebraska. I mean, for, for OU people, it's got to be Nebraska. I mean, that was – that was a war year in, year out. I mean, that's still, I mean, for my lifetime, still the craziest event in the state as far as a party goes was that 2000 season beating Nebraska on Norman did not sleep for 48 hours. It was pandemonium everywhere. And the cops didn't even care what was going on. I mean, it was just go, it was just like, have a party, go nuts at it. Um, and then you've just got those games of the centuries, et cetera, et cetera. People really, really miss that, that rivalry and that, that back and forth. And it, let's be real. That's a great fan base. They always are going to pack it out. Um, and they're not obnoxious, uh, uh, you know, about everything. Like some mm. fan bases. LSU, I might disagree LSU. with you a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I know we've talked about this, but LSU is still uh, no, rrr, I, man. They, I, I probably agree with you there. So, all right, here, here's a, Fun question. Uh, I'm going to ask this to everyone. Of the other nine schools, if you could kick any of the uh, schools out of the Big 12, just kick them out tomorrow. Who are you kicking out? Oh, Kansas. I mean, it's not I – mean, I mean, well, I say that. There's still several people, and, and I could probably be turned this way. Baylor's another one of those. I mean, just with their history and what all has gone on there, um, there still continues to be thoughts on occasion of what's really happening behind the scenes, recruiting wise there, et cetera, et cetera. So that's another, but I mean, 
as far as from a football perspective, Kansas brings us to the table. And I think when the FBI gets done and the NCAA gets done with their stuff, uh, they're not going to be bringing a lot to the table in basketball either. So at that point, cut them loose and let's go get somebody that can play. All right, go back to that conference Armageddon. If you had to do it over and you're making the call, would you add the same two teams to get up to 10? Oh, man. Um, TCU, yes. West Virginia, probably no. Um, I'd probably go 50-50 there. Um, I think TCU's a great ad. They play great football. You knew Patterson was a new. West Virginia just still doesn't make sense regionally. Um, it doesn't really help you in that way. So I probably would have found someone else outside of that. But I thought TCU was a good ad. All right, and then final question, if you could add any two schools to get up to 12 for the namesake, what two are you adding? You can go dream scenario and you can go realistic. Uh, okay, you so want. I, I, how about I give you a 1A, 1B? So here was my dream scenario when we were still discussing all this. You had a chance if you had a conference that was forward thinking enough to go and grab Florida State and Clemson and maybe even Virginia Tech if you wanted to jump up to that 14 range. At that point, you would have had a true Eastern side. When the ACC was down and making no money, they didn't have TV contracts, Clemson was having to carry that whole conference, you had a chance to pull in two big names in with those guys and try to rip away. You did it. Um, now with where things stand and being realistic, so my 1B scenario you go get Arizona and Arizona State to me. Um, they're within the region as far as proximity. It's not that far. Um, it's not a terrible reach. It, it does pull you over to the West Coast more, and you're probably going to be able to pull some Pac-12 um, type players from California, which has rich uh, recruiting rounds, uh, grounds for everybody. And I think that would just be great. Adds a rivalry game for everybody. I think that would be the easiest and best and makes kind of the most sense um, in that way. So that's probably my most realistic shot of who I would add. If I could do it anyway, even though Florida State's down, I'd either go get Florida State Clemson or Clemson and West Virginia and kind of build that east side up. Definitely. Well, that's all we had for this whip around. Stay tuned. We might be doing more of these kind of whip arounds in the future. Tell all the K-State fans where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your awesome show as well. Uh, well, on Twitter, we are at just okay sport. So there's no S on there. Somebody had already claimed it. So at just okay sport. Then of course you can just find our podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, all that fun stuff. Just look up just okay sports. Um, again, mainly Oklahoma football and a little bit of thunder basketball in there as well. So those are kind of the two things that we focus on. So come and find us. We'd love to see you and interact with you there. Love it. Thanks for hopping on with me. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. anniversary whip around show is continuing this time with grant from purple theory a tcu show i you know selfishly enjoyed listening to your game review pod uh, after the k-state tcu game so i appreciate you hopping on with me and uh you know i i saw on twitter that you uh broke your phone so i want everyone when you're listening to this to tweet at you give your, give you condolences Hopefully by then you can uh, read the tweets coming into you on your phone. I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, the uh, TCU-Kansas State game was not fun. Uh, we've kicked off this new week uh, with continuing distress. So so it's only uphill from here, man. Yeah, uh, well, onwards and upwards. 
Well, definitely. Hopefully you can have a little bit of fun doing this Big 12 whip around with me. I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, and, and you are the first one that we've had on in this series from one of the two schools that came in. So I'm curious really to all your answers on this. The first one being, what is your perspective of the Big 12 as we sit here today? Do you think that differs any part from how Russell the TCU fan base feels? No, I don't think my opinion differs in that I think that obviously joining the Big 12 is the right move, right? I think that TCU had early success and that kind of proved that the scheme and the um, program that Gary Patterson had built uh, while in, you know, the kind of the G5 conferences and obviously winning the Rose Bowl going undefeated in 2011, um, the program was at a good spot and it, we, we, were, we jumped in at the right time, had a couple years of adjustment and had some really good seasons. So it's been a completely beneficial experience. Um, results haven't been as great as we've liked, but it's, it's, it's definitely put us on a bigger stage and uh, kind of helped us evaluate the, the state of the program. Definitely. So this one actually probably is my favorite question for you as a TCU guy above all the other schools in the conference. What was your view of conference Armageddon that was going on 10 to 12 years ago? Mm. Well, I, I covered this from an interesting perspective in that I was at a TCU fan growing up. Uh, I was an, I'm a North Carolina Tar Heel fan by birth. Um, but so I was kind of looking at it from a very neutral kind of objective, you know, stance. And I was very interested to see well, where TCU landed. I was half expecting the Big 12 to break up and go to the Pac-12, which uh, everyone, I think a lot of people thought at the time. Um, but I think the fact that they salvaged the conference, kept it at 10 teams, um, and kind of shaped it into what it is now. People make fun of the round robin. It is kind of dumb, but I do think it's a really interesting way to determine the two best teams at the end. So uh, the conference Armageddon was a really interesting time, but you know, I, I think I really do in my heart of hearts believe that it kind of shaped out well for everybody, maybe with the exception of like Missouri, who got pretty and Missouri, and Nebraska, like the, really the teams that left the Big 12, A&M kind of worked out all right. But Nebraska, and Missouri in, in, in that year, man, I feel bad for them. It, it has been a rough time. Yeah, I don't think they have nearly as much fun in their current conferences. So you, you touched on it a little bit with the round robin, but are you a fan at sitting in a 10 team conference? I am. I, I So, obviously, when you look at it, you think, okay, if we're going to expand, who would they add, right? And the dream is, okay, well, you, you pick off the best G5s. Houston's there. I don't know that really gets you any more market, but they're they're a perennially a pretty decent team. I don't want SMU in there just because I'm a TCU fan, and I don't want to have to deal with the Mustangs at conference play. And then you say, great, well, maybe we can add Boise State. Okay, but are they really going to join the Big 12? You know, kind of the geography doesn't really work. So, for now, I, I think 10 works. I do like the round robin. I, I, it hasn't kept us out of the playoff yet because Oklahoma has been able to win the, those Big 12 championship games. Um, so it, until it hurts us, I'm, I'm fine with it. Definitely. So what do you think the future holds for the Big 12? It doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, expansion or anything like that, but just very open-ended. What do you think the future holds for the Big 12? Yeah, I, I, think, I think we're going to see a little bit more – of a kind of a, um, a democratization of, of, of teams that win the Big 12, right? So Oklahoma's kind of had a stranglehold on the conference for a few years. Uh, that's because Texas has been down, and TCU, Baylor haven't really kept up there into the bargain that they kind of showed in 2014, 2015 when, when they were competing for conference championships. I, I don't think the pendulum is going to stay exclusively on Oklahoma's side. I think you're going to see teams like Iowa State, if Matt Campbell stays there a few years, Chris Kleiman's really building something at Kansas State. Um, 
and, and it's really impressive. So I think those teams can string together, you know, nine, 10, 11 wins a season and, and challenge Oklahoma. The question is going to be whether or not um, a team can do that consistently or whether just Oklahoma fending off a series of challengers year after year. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I'm looking at. I, you know, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Oklahoma just because they've been entertaining. And I think that they will kind of have a stranglehold on one of the top three teams in the conference. But I, I, I do think they're not going to win, you know, however many five big 12 titles going in a row going forward like they did the last five years. Definitely. So the next one is, are you happy with TCU standing inside the big 12 conference? And then are you happy with the big 12 standing in the world of college athletics as a whole? So firstly, no, I'm not happy with TCU standing because I think, the talent is there for the frogs to be competing for one of the first spot in the Twelve championship game every year. And Gary Patterson's a good enough coach defensively to get us there. I could talk for 20 minutes about what I think about the TCU offense. Um, we're not going to do that here, but uh, no, I, I think the frogs have a higher potential that they haven't reached uh, in consecutive years. Um, so, so no, I, I think it should be better. Um, but as, nationally, I, I don't really buy into the whole narrative that, the Big 12 has a problem. I mean, Oklahoma has made, you know, we've had a representative in the college football playoff, what, four out of five years or however many, however much it's been. And that's more than the Pac-12. You know, the SEC may get two teams in a year. The Big 10 gets one every year. I mean, we're not lagging behind any of the conferences. It just happens to have been the same team every year. That's fine. The conference is still there. And I don't really have a problem with being the conference that scores a ton of points. It's fun. We play fun football. I, I enjoy it. Definitely. So this one will be interesting. I think I know what your answer will be since you grew up a North Carolina fan. But do you, are you personally more nostalgic for the Southwest Conference days, the Mountain West days, or are you most happy with the 10-team conference as is? But then the question that I think will be uh, a little bit more insightful, what do you think most TCU fans, how do you think they would answer these questions? Right. So I – I don't have a problem with kind of moving into the future. I, I'm not a big fan of the idea of kind of making three or four kind of consolidated power conferences. I actually like the structure the way it is now, and I, I think it generally works. Um, expanding the playoff would help, but but I, I'm, I'm happy with how it is now. I don't have any nostalgia for the Mountain West or anything like that. TCU was a good program that in, in that conference and, and just graduated, basically. Uh, and I, I think most TCU fans will agree. You know, there's a lot of nostalgia in the in the – fan base about games against like really, really mean Southern Miss teams in the old 2000s and, you know, playing Boise State every year, Utah when they were in the, in a G5 and playing them every year. And, and, and those were, those are really, really fun matchups that you could look forward to. But I, I don't think any TCU fan would want to go back. You know, I think, we're, you know, we're here now, we've established ourselves as a, as a, a, a middling to good G, uh, power five program. And it's, it's, you know, like I said earlier, onwards and upwards, man, it, it's, it's time to grow. Definitely. So of the four teams that left the Big 12, are there any of them that you really wish TCU would have been able to share a conference with? So everyone at my high school went to Texas A&M. Uh, I don't dislike the Aggies. I enjoy making fun of them. Uh, and I would have loved to have had TCU play that program because I think it would have been a really interesting match of schools, you know, A&M. Uh, you know, one of the richest programs of the country, along with the University of Texas, uh, the second or third biggest university in the country against one of the tiniest power five teams. So I would have really enjoyed that matchup. Uh, 
two very different styles of schools. TCU is all California kids and Colorado kids and a bunch of out-of-staters. And then A&M is everyone within a 200-mile radius of College Station. So it would have been really fun. Um, and that's kind of the one that I, I, I wish those schools would continue playing um, just, just kind of to see what would happen as a, as a social experiment more than anything else. Definitely. So of the other nine schools in the Big 12, if you could kick any of them out, who would you choose? Well, you know, I, I wouldn't say Baylor, even though I'm, I'm a TCU fan, because I, I, I think that rivalry is important. West Virginia, I like a lot. I like the Mountaineers. I really, really do. But I, I don't, outside of kind of playing shoot 'em up football for a while, I don't necessarily know if they kind of fit the vibe of the conference, both geographically and culturally. Um, I, I'd love to have, you know, switch out West Virginia back for Nebraska or you know, uh, or Missouri or something like that, or A&M or whatever, just kind of get that back. But it's nothing against the Mountaineers. I would love to go to a game in Morgantown. I think that's just the one that doesn't fit. Definitely. And that definitely lines up with what the uh, second to last question was going to be. Uh, I've been asking everyone, would you have added the same two teams to get up to 10? I was going to ask you, would you have added West Virginia uh, with you to get up to 10? So I'll take that as a no. Yeah, no. And I, the thing is, at the time, I don't really know who – the Big 12 would have taken. So I understand why they did it, and they're a good athletic program. Uh, it, it just kind of seemed like a, a forced marriage, if you will. And it's not that it's gone badly. I, I just think, you know, down the road, if, if there's realignment, that's the one school I would, I would kind of see, hey, maybe we could force a trade or something. Definitely. And then the final question I'll ask, I'm asking everyone because I find the answer is very interesting and insightful. If you could add any two teams to get up to 12, who would those two teams be? All right, so I'm going to do this under the assumption that the Big 12 probably can't steal from a Power 5 conference based on the way the, the landscape is right now. So for G5 teams, look, if we can get Boise State, man, I'll take them. They have a really good football program. They're fun. They're a great program. They're well done. And it would really add a lot of, of legitimacy to the conference. Uh, Houston's an interesting one because, like I said earlier, the, you know they have a lot of talent. I don't think they expand our, uh, our, our reach at all. I think what would be really interesting, and this is a program that I don't even necessarily like, but if we can pilfer Cincinnati from Ohio and kind of sneak into Big Ten territory, I think that would be super great for the Big 12, uh, kind of add some competing interest there uh, in Ohio. and uh, It's a good program, pretty consistent in both football and basketball. Uh, I always grew up rooting against Cincinnati because I hate their basketball coach, uh, Mick Cronin, for a time. But uh, I, I, I do think that would be a really, really cool school to add along with Boise State. Definitely. So that's all I have with you. I appreciate you hopping on with me for the afternoon. Let everyone know where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your TCU show. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter uh, at Grant McGalliard. Last name is M-C-G-A-L-L-I-A-R-D. And you could find us at Purple Theory. We have my podcast, Parker Fleming, do a show twice a week. Uh, and we have a substack, purpletheory.substack.com. We'd love y'all to, to read us, give us a shot to earn your business, and uh, just, you know, it's high-quality TCU analysis that you won't find anywhere else. Making his recurring guest appearance, you have to go all the way back to the opposing fan series back before the 2018 football season, but here he is making his recurring guest appearance, my former roommate and Iowa State Cyclone, Travis Helm. Travis, how are you today? I am doing good, Scott. How are you? 
I'm doing well, and it's going to be fun to dive into this one. I know that if this wasn't in a whip around, uh, you know, version of this podcast, you could probably go two hours just yourself. I know this is a passionate topic for you, but we're going to have to keep it, you know, to a tight timeline. So do, are you prepared? Do you think you can do it? I think I can, but yeah, I, I did. I do look forward to you uh, buying my book on this topic someday. Yes, I can't wait to buy that book. Let's just jump into it, though. What is your perspective on the Big 12 as we sit here today? Do you think that di like differs at all from the rest of the Iowa State Cyclones? Um, to be honest with you, uh, we're in Big Ten country up here, regardless of Iowa State being in um, the Big 12, um, especially as you get more west in Iowa as the Husker influence grows. They are not happy with their conference right now, and we are a stable league with, it seems like, a lot of teams and schools who really do appreciate each other, who seem to work together well. We play each other uh, every year in football and twice a year in basketball. A lot of us three times a year if we get each other in Kansas City, which uh, is a lot of fun. So it's just a league with a lot of camaraderie, and I think it's a lot of uh, schools that have uh, survived together. So I think that the bond – that we have through that as well as through this COVID situation where we're kind of laughing at other leagues for once through their turmoil. I don't think it could be better than it's ever been as a conference. And I, I firmly believe that. Definitely. So what was your view of conference Armageddon, you know, 10 to 12 years ago? Uh, I was scared shitless. So it was awful. Um, I thought that Iowa state was going to be on the scrap heap. I just didn't think that they were going to ever really recover. And I, we weren't really in a really great spot athletically anyway. And I think as a result though, of that, I think that Iowa state realized we have to do this more. We have to get this together. We're not going to have a seat at the table. Um, that got really scary when all of a sudden all of our neighbors left. So it got a little lonely. Yep, no, definitely, and uh, that's something you and I had talked about quite often. Uh, K-State was in a very similar situation, so I'm glad that we could keep our Farmageddon brotherhood in the Big 12 going. So, I and this is one that has been very interesting to talk to all fans about. Are you a fan of sitting here at 10 teams in the conference? Back when it happened, I probably would have done it a little differently, but right now we're good. Um, it would have to be a very lucrative offer. I mean, someone who would really, truly add whatever the difference would be in media rights. So whatever we made last year, if, if adding the two more schools makes our number go up, then yes, otherwise no. I like it. So are you a fan? You, you mentioned it. All things being equal, if all dollar figures were equal, would you like to keep the round robin and double round robin or had the, I, a couple of folks have said it feels stale to them. So temperature check on that type of a statement. I think it's a lot of fun to see a lot of big names in Jack Trice stadium. I, when I was a kid, it was really, really rare to see Texas. We saw them every fourth year, I think. Saw Oklahoma every fourth year back then they would beat the snot out of us. And now we're in a spot where uh, we're very competitive and we beat them. But I think that seeing those names in Jack Trice Stadium is why the stadium actually has 60,000 people in it most weekends anymore. Um, Colorado and Utah, or we had Utah play here once in a non-con. We, you know, we'd have Missouri come and, you know, a lot of the old Big 8 schools that just didn't quite do it. But you get those big names in there. And um, I just think that uh, adding those South schools every year really, really, really uh, 
boost the marketability for of our pro, of our product for the uh, ticket office. Office or awesome, excuse me. So, what do you think the future, just as a whole, holds for the Big Twelve? As long as Texas and Oklahoma are happy, we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's fine. Um, people in the I won't call this the Midwest because I guess the Midwest is more of the Big Ten's region, but in these in these heartland states or these uh, Great Plains states, people care about college sports. Uh, the Pac-12, they don't. There's just other priorities there. So naturally, I think that as long as you have two schools who understand that this is their region and this is their home, I think that I think the league is fine. I think that the the northern schools in particular have never been more viable athletically. They've never had more uh, fought more of a following. They've never had better teams. I think that. Moving forward, there's 10 teams in this league who are truly in it to win it. And that really hasn't always been the case whatsoever. So I think they know that. Definitely. So are you happy with Iowa State standing in the Big 12 as a whole? And are you happy with the Big 12 standing in college athletics as a whole? It's the Big 12 standing overall is still recovering. I think we still struggle in the media with some stereotypes that may never change, but we haven't had a negative headline in years and that's been nice. Uh, now that we have a championship game in football, especially, I just don't see a whole lot of excuses to leave big 12 teams out if they truly deserve being in there with the 13th data point. So. All right. In terms of Iowa state, um, we've never been better. Um, $200 million in uh, facility upgrades. Thanks to media revenue um, coaches who, you know, we've, we were never really able to retain good coaches when we had them. And that was always Iowa State's problem. We'd be good for three years, lose a coach, collapse. It seems like we've kept enough coaches because we have the money to keep the coaches. And as a result, Iowa State's in a good spot right now because everything's about keeping and uh, keeping and or hiring and uh, retaining your coach. And that's, for once, something we're doing a little more at least. And the more we do that, I guess the more that K-State does that, the more that a lot of other schools do that, the more they can stay um viable long term definitely so my next question this is one of my favorite questions in this you know whip, whip around format are you most nostalgic for the big eight the old big 12 are you happiest with this 10 team conference as is uh nostalgia wise i miss the original big 12 because that's what i grew up with so um, a lot of my earliest memories of Iowa State are beating Nebraska in Jack Trice Stadium right at the end of their good years. So I think that I have a little bit of nostalgia for that. But honestly, I think my most formidable years have been in this new Big 12. So I, I guess I just don't miss it that much. There are a lot of Iowa State fans in particular who – uh, made those first trips down to Kansas City back in the Johnny Orr days to Kemper Arena, who they truly loved Big Eight basketball uh, when it when it came to um, uh, like Norm Stewart and Billy Tubbs, um, Johnny Orr, obviously. Um, you know, um, who was Jack Hartman, yeah, you know, Tex of, was like Big Six days. I don't know how many folks are. But so there, there is a lot of nostalgia at, I at Iowa State for that era. 
but that wasn't football. That was basketball. And I think that football is driving this boat enough. And I think that Iowa State's got this boat going so well in football that I think that um, nostalgia's fun. We talk about it in the tailgate lots, but, you know, um, it's it, it's better to walk into the stadium and play West Virginia, who wants to be here, than, you know, say uh, Missouri, who, you know, would rather play Auburn. Definitely. So uh, you you jump you jumped into that one the the era that the other fans may miss most. So we'll just keep moving on. Of the four teams that did leave, who do you miss the most? It's weird for me because I've now literally lived in College Station and in Nebraska since they left, and I don't miss either of them. <laughs> And it's been really nice for me because I don't have to deal with them on my schedule, which is great. But it's still really, really weird to not be in a conference that we have even a border state of. So I don't miss Nebraska. I don't miss it. But they've been bad at football. And Iowa State's been good. And seeing, you know, Purdue get their shot on them, it's like, no, we – we suffered through all their good years, but now Purdue gets to enjoy this. No, Iowa State should be winning in Lincoln by 30. K-State should be doing the same. So should Oklahoma State and all these other schools who had to really deal with these Nebraska fans. So honestly, I do kind of wish they were back these last couple of years, especially with Mike Riley, because like when Iowa wins 56 to 14 at Nebraska, I know damn well that we probably would have done pretty similar. So um, I think uh, – you know, maybe them being back then would have, wouldn't have been so bad if they would have stuck around just because, uh, well, they haven't been good. I like the way you answered that one. Uh, so of the nine other teams, if you could kick any of them out, who would you kick out? I don't necessarily – this is probably a bad bias that I have, but I've discovered in my time around the country with college athletics, it's big state schools are the way it goes. And those are the ones that have the large crowds. They have the great game day environments. And TCU and Baylor don't have those. And I I could pick between one or the other, but it's just kind of a pick one. No, um, Bay- pick Baylor's, one of them. Baylor's been there longer. They're in a worse location, so I would pick them slightly. But TCU has worse crowds. They have no environment. Uh, they're in a metro area that just does not care about them. Um, it's a home game for Texas, for Texas Tech, for Oklahoma, for Oklahoma State whenever teams play there but they are in the metroplex so they get a little bit of a slide um so my answer would be baylor but i think you can kind of tell where i'm going with that yep definitely so looking back when we added tcu and west virginia would you have added those same schools back then so that just plays right off of what i just said i wouldn't have added tcu i think that they are a really really good program right now because they hired a good coach and they're in a metro that has good recruits. That's great. But no one cares in the Metroplex. The Big 12 Conference already has the Metroplex literally in their back pocket. No one's taking that away from them. No matter what AM does, there's still four other Big 12 schools with major alumni presence there, potentially five or six. So we didn't really need to solidify the DFW market. I would have had Louisville. And even though that's not the quote big state school that I was talking about, that is a big enough university in a city with no pro sports to distract it. So I would have added Louisville instead of TCU, but then West Virginia has been phenomenal. I cannot wait 
to finally make it out to Morgantown. Yep, no, it's a fun game day experience. I've been out there and it was uh, a lot of fun until we missed a field goal. That was not fun. But that's not the point. The final question I'll ask you is if you could add any two schools to get up to 12, who would they be? You know, that's a really tough one because I think uh, the, the right situation will probably have to come up. So I think that would be really subjective based upon the scenario. Um, if I was being really, really selfish, I would say Iowa and Minnesota just so that we can get, you know, as much of I-35 covered as possible so that we could have some schools that are actually close to us other than uh, KU and K-State. Um, I think that we know that our future would not be in that direction. I think that uh, I think you and me have talked about this personally, but uh, I think our future, if we're adding, is West. I think we're in a, agreement there. Um, it would probably be the Arizona schools. So I think my official answer would be Arizona and Arizona State because I think they fit us culturally and geographically. They're not that far from us, uh, especially the Texas schools. So definitely. Well, I appreciate eight you hopping on. Uh, do you want to drop your Twitter handle in case any boneheads want to come hang out with you on Twitter? Oh, you got to be a bonehead to follow me. So uh, Travis Clones on Twitter, no spaces, no uh, capital letters. So just beware on that one. All right, the 25th anniversary Whip Around special is still rolling on. We got my good friend Ryan Reinhardt from Ain't No Seats, the KU pod inside the Armchair Media Network. Since he's part of the Armchair Media Network, do want to give a shout out to our two great sponsors, Bet Online. If you want to gamble on anything, I mean literally anything, gamble on politics, gamble on reality television, gamble on European futsal, whatever. You can gamble on it. Just get a gambling addiction and head over to Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair for your welcome bonus and manscapes.com. I can talk about it because I don't care about ever working for the NFL Network. If you want the Lawnmower 3.0, the best body hair trimmer of all time. I've had at least one female friend tell me how much she likes that I use the Lawnmower 3.0. Get over there and use promo code Armchair for 20% off and free shipping. Also, they have the single greatest boxer briefs in the world. Ryan, my friend, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Scott. That was uh, you bring a lot more energy to the ad game than we do over at Ain't No Seats. We're gonna have to step our game up for sure. You guys at least stick on script. I kind of go rogue. I just encourage yeah. uh, gambling addiction, which isn't great. If you have a problem, call one eight hundred bets off. Uh, but you know, I like to have fun with it. So we're gonna just jump into it, so this doesn't become a three hour long podcast. Uh, you know. You haven't seen these questions. I want your raw initial reaction to all of this. All of this surrounds this being the 25th anniversary of the Big 12 Conference. So my question to you, the first one is, what's your perspective of the Big 12 as we sit here today? Do you think your opinion differs from how most of the, the, the KU fan base feels about the conference? Uh, no. I mean, I – I feel good about the Big 12. I think when it when you look at it from a basketball perspective as a KU fan, how could you not feel great about the Big 12? We we win it pretty much every year, um, and you know, but it still provides a ton of entertainment each year. I mean, I I don't even want to talk football when it comes to this question because I'll focus on the positive side of it. I uh, yeah, Big 12 has been good to us. We've we've kind of dominated it on that side of the 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 ball, but. 
from a football perspective and not even including KU, I do, you know, I think having teams like Texas, Oklahoma, you, I'll say Kansas State, you know, teams that are uh, always entertaining and always have some, I mean, we just saw four overtimes, three overtimes or whatever. So I think, uh, yeah, I would say I think of it as a pretty positive way. Yep. So this is a fun one for, to hear your perspective of as a KU fan. What was your view of Conference Armageddon, you know, 10, 12 years ago? I was absolutely terrified because, I mean, it seemed like Texas was out the door. So we start thinking of, are we going to be in the Mountain West? Now, I guess it could have been pretty hilarious to think of some of the KU basketball teams the last 10 years playing in a Mountain West conference. But uh, no, I was terrified. It would have been an absolute nightmare to lose some of the fun little rivalries we've developed in the Big 12. And I'm thankful that Texas did not leave and head to the Pac-12. So yeah, terrified is the quickest answer I can give. Definitely. So what is your opinion of having 10 teams in the conference, just 10? Are you a fan of that or do you wish it was more or less? I think getting two more would be ideal. Now, I mean, I'm not someone that like digs deep into this and can tell you the two teams I want to see be 11 and 12. But I mean, let's just be honest, calling something the big 12 that has 10 teams, it's stupid and I'm not a fan of it. So get me to 12 and I'll be happy. Awesome. So what do you think the future holds for the big 12? It doesn't, doesn't have to be about adding teams just in general. Someone said, Hey, what do you think is in the future for the big 12? How would you answer that? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I do think we'll probably see some change eventually. I think the future is definitely just different. Maybe that's wrong. I, I know you're a realignment guy or you, you look more into the conference stuff. I don't a ton, but I do think, I don't feel confident that this is what the big 12 might look like for my kids one day. So this is a, again, maybe one of the uh, more interesting ones, how different fans have answered this one. Are you happy with your school standing inside of the big 12? And then also, are you happy with the big 12 standing within the world of college athletics? I'm pretty happy with our standing just because like I already touched on the basketball side of it, but when it comes to the football side of it, it's like, would we be in any better situation in any other conference out there? Big 10, we'd be getting stomped. Big e or SEC, all the other conferences, we'd be getting absolutely slaughtered. So it's hard to complain about football because I don't think it would change much. Um, I don't know. Did you have another question on top of that one? Yeah. That what, what is your opinion on like the Big 12 standing within the world of college oh. athletics as a whole? Uh, I don't know. I think it – I think in the – basketball world it's for sure kind of looked down upon I think ACC um, you think about the classic Big East and I know that's kind of been split up a little bit but I think uh, other conferences and basketball get a little more respect than the Big 12 which I've, I've thought has been unfair at times and then I mean I think in football you can look at it the same way I mean Big 12 gets bashed for not playing any defense but you watch those games on Saturday in the SEC and they were absolute I mean they look like Big 12 games, but nobody nobody gets mad at the SEC for that. It always seems to be going at the Big 12. So I think Big 12 sometimes gets an unfair, um, I don't know, unfair grade from the rest of the country on certain things. Definitely. So if I phrase this question, are you more nostalgic for the Big 8, the old Big 12, or are you happiest with this 10-team conference? How would you answer that? Oh, I would say the Big 12, the old Big 12. That's That's just what I grew up on. 
Um, I love those. I love when KU would play at Colorado and KU fans would fill half that stadium. You'd hear the rock chalk chant there. Obviously, a great memory is absolutely just routing Nebraska Memorial Stadium back in 04, whenever it was. I mean, I just miss uh, those teams being in the mix. And like I said, it's a big 12. We need 12 teams and we had it then. So I, uh, that's for sure the, the part of the conference I look back on the best. How do you think most KU fans outside of yourself would answer that? Is there more of a draw to the big eight or is that strictly on age? Or do you think there's a segment that are like, no, this 10 team is my favorite of, you know, those three options? I think that, I think age, like you said, would be a huge thing. There's people that, oh, I grew up and people have a really hard time of, you know, not saying what they were witnessing as a kid was the best. And I mean, I kind of just did it. But I don't see how you can say a conference with eight teams is better than 12 teams. But I do think uh, it would definitely vary out there. And I think some people would say they like what we have now um, just because I, I don't think you could say it's worked out well for Missouri and the SEC. I mean, maybe it has. Nebraska has certainly not come back in football like they wanted to near as much. So I think people uh, have definitely had a good time kind of laughing at those, those other schools that left and kind of like where we're at now. Speaking of the schools that have left, of those four teams, who do you miss the most? I mean, as a KU, I can't believe I forgot to bring this up when I said Colorado, but as a KU fan, Missouri is the one that sucks the most. It was obviously one of my favorite games watching growing up. It was just so entertaining every year. They truly, it was our true, like, we just hated Missouri fans. And it's coming back. We're getting it in basketball and we're getting it in football in like, I don't even know how many years. It's going to be a while. But uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely Missouri. No other answer. I don't think any KU fan would tell you differently. Oh, I, I think some of them, based on the announcement when you guys said you're going to play them again, would have just said Colorado or Nebraska. I guarantee some yeah, of them. I bet you 35% or more would say Colorado or Nebraska. And they're liars. They're all liars. I but know. I bet you 35%. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Here, here, here's one, and this has been fun to ask everyone. Of the other nine schools in the conference, you have to answer. Travis tried to not answer. But if you had to kick one school out of the other nine, who are you kicking out? Oh, man. Uh, that's tough. Um, Baylor. I'm saying Baylor. They, they're scumbags. They've been scumbags forever. Uh, yeah, I would just – I have no issue with hoping everything bad happens to the university. All right, so going back to Conference Armageddon, we add TCU and West Virginia. Who did you want to add back then, and are you happy that they added those two teams? Yeah, I mean, this is where I told you I'm not totally like I don't have huge opinions on who I'd like to see. I think if I remember correctly back then, I was really into like potentially adding Louisville. Was that a potential one back then? I wanted Louisville, the Batino. That sounded really fun. I know they had uh, their football program was rolling a little bit. So Louisville would have been one. Um, I think Houston has always been one that's caught my eye. I don't know. I just like their – I like uh, – I felt like it was realistic. I don't know. Um, yeah, those are the two that immediately just popped in my head. And so did you ask about how I like uh, TCU and West Virginia? Yeah, it, it was just, you know, if you would go back, would you add the same two teams? No, I think I'd enter Louis. I would love to have Louisville over TCU, but I'm cool. I think West Virginia is fun. KU basketball has a lot of classic games with them, and they've already become pretty good rivals. 
definitely. So the final one, and I've, you know, I've kind of cringed every time you said you, you don't think about who you might add, but the final one is if you were going to add two to get up to 12, who would you add? Oh man, that's tough. Yeah. I wish I would have been prepped for this a little bit. I mean, God, man, I don't know. Is so you cringed when I said Houston, is that just not a possibility? I just look at it. I look at it so much from a basketball perspective and Kelvin Sampson's got them rolling right now. And I remember the old Kelvin Sampson teams at OU playing against KU. So when I think basketball, I think Houston, um, now, look, if Louisville was still on the table, I don't think they would ever leave, but uh, I would love to see them. I just – I like – I think they'd be wildly entertaining to have in the Big 12. Um, hmm, who else – who else is out there? I mean what, – What if I told you, like, any fantasy? Don't – like, don't worry about – you could oh, grab literally any two. Who okay, you, who so we're not talking – okay, well, if we're talking anybody, I want Kentucky – and I want probably North Carolina or Duke. Either way, I just want two other blue bloods. So just to be able to play those two schools every single year, home and home and conference would just be so much fun. So yeah, sorry, I guess I was trying to think of it too closely, but if I just had two options, give me Kentucky, let's do North Carolina for the Roy factor. Perfect. Well, thank you, my friend, for hopping on. And uh, Boneheads might be hearing from you again soon because – as folks are listening to this, uh, you know, within 48 hours, it becomes KUK State Week. So I'm looking forward to maybe chatting with you, you know, a little bit more down the line. I did it a little early, but no, here we are. <laughs> I, it is time to keep going with the whip around celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Big 12. I'm pleased to have Brandon Lowe representing West Virginia. He's out there in West Virginia. He is an award winner, so I'm going to try to be on my best behavior, really treat him with the respect he deserves. So, Brandon, how are you doing on this? Uh, I guess it's a Wednesday afternoon. I'm doing good, my friend, and uh, I appreciate you inviting me to do this thing, man. Um, wasn't sure what I was getting myself into when you said you're going to throw some topics at me. I, I, I tend to be uh, a quick thinker at times. I've, I just did a two-hour radio show, so my brain may be completely farting, but I'll, I'll give you the best uh, answer I possibly can get. I just appreciate the invite, man. I'm honored. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I like it this way. I like to hear kind of the raw response to all this. So we're just going to jump into it. So from your perspective – uh, as you sit here today, what what do you think about the Big 12? And do you think that differs from how the majority of the West Virginia fan base might think of the Big 12? I think the Big 12 is in a good place right now. You know, you saw teams leave for other conferences years back, and they were searching for uh, replacements. TCU and West Virginia so happen to be those two replacements. TCU geographically makes more sense than West Virginia being a state of Texas. Um, I think we're kind of overloaded and saturated with Texas teams, but that's just what the Big 12 is. Um, but, um, no, I think West Virginia, um, I get asked this all the time. I got asked this by Pete. Um, you know, what do you think the perspective of being in the Big 12? Well, I think it's a great thing. I think West Virginia fans should be happy to be a part of the Big 12 because there was a sinking ship called the Big East that became a basketball uh, conference again. And they would have been part of the American Athletic Conference, which, let's be honest, they would be irrelevant. So, um, and money. Money was a huge thing. It's a college football. It drives uh, the athletic department. So, to be relevant and have money still sustainable in your athletic department and to, be, and to be on national TV every day is a blessing. So, or every week, I should say. 
So being a part of the Big 12, if you're a West Virginia fan, you should be happy. From a travel uh, aspect, that's the only thing West Virginia fans have an issue with is you can't just drive to a pit game or Syracuse or, you know, uh, whoever. Uh, South Florida can fly down. Um, you know, couldn't go to those games anymore. Cincinnati. Um, but, you know, from the perspective of how uh, West Virginia is a part of the Big 12 Conference and how they got there, it's a blessing. And uh, nobody else was knocking on the door, let's be honest. Definitely. So this was very interesting to ask all the different fans and folks representing different uh, schools and fan base. What was your view of Conference Armageddon 10, 12 years ago? I just think it happens. I mean, in college football, everybody's looking for the best fit for them, especially from a competitive standpoint and from a financial standpoint. I might have got those different, you know, as financial than competitive. Um, you know, you look at conferences, and I just mentioned West Virginia going to the Big 12. When you look at conferences, like let's just say Conference USA, because Marshall is also here in the state of West Virginia, what they did to handle their TV contract is disgusting and atrocious. I mean, they got no exposure. They get thrown on these little channels that nobody even knows exist. Um, and, then, and, you know, that's my example every time. It's like people complain about West Virginia and the travel they have to do. How about Marshall? Marshall plays – some of, you know, competition that's not even near the competition they were in the MAC, and you could drive to those games. So um, a Marshall should be complaining about that. Uh, West Virginia should be happy. So from a perspective of changing conferences, it's obviously from those standpoints. But I think the biggest thing was when the, the Big 12 said, hey, let's try out all these other schools and we're going to expand. Hey, waste all your money, universities. Then we're going to tell you we're not going to expand. I thought that was worse than any of these other uh, these teams going out of uh, conferences. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you there. So uh, you, you kind of touched on it. The Big 12 asked for suitors. Hey, show us why you should be able to join our conference. Well, Big 12 still sitting at 10 teams. Are you a fan of sitting just at 10 teams? No, and I think it's ridiculous we're going round robin. I mean, it's from a competitive standpoint – and I keep saying that because it's all it's all about is being competitive with other conferences, especially when you're talking about the playoffs. They're looking at your resume. I mean, how boring is it as a fan to go, oh, great, we get to play TCU again in the Big 12 championship, when you could play another side of the division. If you had 12 teams, you could split it up. And when you talk about West Virginia, I thought Memphis and Cincinnati, just based off a of geographical location and the money that backed both those programs and being Memphis with FedEx and Cincinnati with Kroger, uh, I thought that, you know, if you had that type of big empire type of backing, boosters, and let's be honest, Cincinnati right now, they're a top 10 football program. Imagine what they could be if they get in the Big 12 and they could recruit much like West Virginia and, and build more on that Big 12 brand in that area. It's something that West Virginia boasts that they can offer that nobody else in this area can. It's a big recruiting tool. So Cincinnati would have been great. Memphis would have been great. And people look at that and go, well, Memphis, Cincinnati, that's not a Big 12 team. That's, that's you know, it's small potatoes. Yeah, well – if you look at them from a traditional standpoint, both those programs have had success. And eventually, yes, just like every other team, if you get into a conference like the Big 12, eventually you can recruit better. Eventually you're going to bring in better talent. You're going to bring in more money. And that helps if you split those divisions into a West or an East or however you want to do that. You can put West Virginia over there with those teams. And now you got yourself an interesting Big 12 championship game. How do you perceive West Virginia standing inside the conference? And are you happy with that? And do you think most West Virginia fans are happy with their standing inside the conference? Yeah. I mean, West Virginia, and I think West Virginia fans, a lot of them are living in some different planet than I am. But West Virginia fans think that every year 
um, you know, for some reason that we should be competing with Oklahoma for a big 12 champion. It's like West Virginia at the end of the day is a successful program that has tradition. You know, they're 14th winningest all time without a national championship. They've had undefeated seasons. They've competed for a national championship one time back in 89, but at the end of the day, West Virginia is one of those programs every four, three to four years, you catch some lightning in a bottle and, and guys come together and you have a chance to compete for a conference championship. Um, but again, at the end of the day, would you rather be playing Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, you know, these type of teams and being winning, you know, seven, eight, nine games, or would you rather be playing Cincinnati, uh, South Florida, uh, you know, the AC, the, the teams that bolted for the ACC before that, you know, Virginia Tech and Pitt, um, would you rather be that? Would you rather dominate the Big East or be competitive every year and maybe catch one of those special years like we saw two years ago with Will Greer? Would you rather have that? right? Um, I, I'd pick that one. I think it'd be much better with the Big 12. And uh, they are where they're at right now. And uh, you got a second year head football coach. So uh, we're really just waiting to see what happens uh, with Neil Brown uh, the rest of the way. Definitely. So do you have a bigger sense of nostalgia for the old Big East before that started to collapse? Or, or are you happiest in the Big 12 as it is constructed? And how do you think most West Virginia fans or people would answer that question? Well, I think the old school big uh, fan of West Virginia football would say, I miss the old Big East. And when I say the old Big East, I say Miami at their yeah. peak. I say Virginia Tech. I say when Syracuse was successful, Boston College uh, had many years. People forget that Tom Coughlin put a lot of things together before his career in the NFL with Boston College and um, you know, Matt Ryan, by the way, played at Boston College, but that was, you know, that was past the time of the Big East. But, you know, they had those programs that were successful. That's when I think of the old Big East. Like when people say, oh, you're from the Big East. That was when the Big East was what West Virginia was in now, right? That was when West Virginia was trying to compete and compete against those teams. That's what West Virginia is facing right now in the Big 12. It's back to, um, you know, again, every three or four years trying to knock off, you know, Miami's a new – or Oklahoma's a new Miami, right? It's the, the team you're trying to knock off. So – um, from a perspective of being in a conference and having fun every week and watching this, I think a West Virginia fan likes it. But again, it goes back to the travel thing. I think that's really the only knock is fans can't necessarily just pack, you know, the family in the car. And you can't do it right now anyway, the pandemic, but you know, in a normal situation, you can't just drive over to the game. Uh, yeah, that's the only knock I think from, from that perspective. Definitely. So this is also another fun question. I'm interested how you would answer it. Of the other nine teams in the Big 12, if you could boot any of them out, who would you kick out? And you can't say nobody. I need, I need a school you're kicking out. Kansas. <laughs> I mean, do I have to think about that? No. I mean, um, that's tough because you need Kansas for basketball. You know, Kansas is uh, – You guys have a lot college. of fun with them in basketball. A lot of, oh, yeah. a lot of great yeah. games already with you two in basketball. Yeah. And this year is going to be great. I mean, I think this year and, – and the and – we can't talk enough about how good the big 12 basketball brand is. I don't think it gets enough of national attention. Um, I think we're stuck on the ACC so much and even the big 10 at times. And, um, you know, obviously we're given the big East and all those teams over there, some, some kudos, but you know, the big 12 has been as good as the conference as any, any brand, any, you know, across the board. Uh, and this year it's going to be a lot of fun. Kansas from a football perspective, um, and I like less miles though, you know, they've, they've made it kind of attractive having less miles in the conference. Um, I'd be interested to see. I just got off the phone actually on the radio show with Matt Tate, uh, who covers stuff for KU Sports. And, 
you know, I love Matt and everything, but, you know, the whole time he's telling me about, you know, what Kansas can do to win this weekend. And I'm just, I'm just like, that's good. That's tough sledding. Uh, but Kansas probably from football, basketball, and that's tough. Like if I could pick from each sport, I don't know because there's so much in basketball. It's just so competitive. I mean, it's just, you know, anybody can beat you in basketball. That's, that's a good thing. So I'd say Kansas from a football perspective, but if you'd asked me if basketball, if that affected basketball, that'd be tough. Definitely. So you mentioned a handful of schools going back to that conference Armageddon, West Virginia gets added. If you could have gone back to that time period and brought another school besides TCU into the fold, who would you have chosen? That's a good question. Uh, I, I'm trying to think back to some teams that possibly been shopping around. Uh, a lot of teams were good where they were. I mean, I didn't really hear a lot of, uh, other than the, you know, the group of five teams that were trying to look around, but that's tough. You mean from another power five or just any team? Well, so back then, I mean, I, how I've always answered is I, I wouldn't have wanted TCU. I wanted uh, Louisville and you guys. Because that yeah, was yeah. You know, right then. I think also bringing in Pitt to keep that rivalry going between you guys. I don't know if you would have said bring Pitt along, but uh, you know that th those are how I always answer when folks ask that. To oh me. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a, I was trying to get some kind of verification on that. Yeah, I think uh, I remember Louisville was one of those teams. Now that you brought it up, yeah, I, I, definitely. Uh, because if you think about it, if they would have came over, we're talking later on Lamar Jackson in the in the conference just going off if they did everything still went through and they're playing in the league but um because i could have changed things but um but yeah that would have been awesome um cincinnati i still think cincinnati would have been a great addition to uh the big 12 i mean i know they're doing their things now and they play against different competition but they recruit so well in that area that they could compete like that's the one program and i know i keep bringing them up but they're the type of program whether in the state of Ohio, they get a lot of guys that don't go to Ohio State and they get those athletes. And um, I think Cincinnati could have competed if they brought a team like that in. But yeah, I like those picks that you picked. I, I thought TCU, you know, like we just mentioned, was more of like a Texas saturation. Like it's like, how many Texas teams can we have in one conference, right? And then that was the thing that was kind of the knock on how would we separate the, the, the conference if we brought over two teams? Would you just put Texas, all the Texas teams in the West? and then put, like, some of the East teams over on the side, uh, like Kansas teams and whoever you added, West Virginia. Uh, that would have been that would have been interesting, to say the least. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Louisville would have, been a, uh, would have been a great addition. All right, perfect. That's all I have for you. Thank you again for joining our 25th anniversary celebration. Let all of our boneheads, our fans, know where they can find you on Twitter or any of your work. Sure, yeah. My Twitter uh, handle, I, keep, I changed it recently, and I had to <laughs> I finally remembered it because it was on a radio show. Uh, at uh, below show so it's just b-l-o-w-e show uh yeah check me out i'm on the jock here and uh in charleston you can stream it wjypam.com uh 10 a.m the noon eastern time and uh we have a lot of fun and and actually i'm excited because we used to do this show at another place i've taken a couple months off and i've brought it back with an extra hour so with a different place so excited to do it and just appreciate you man bringing me on and uh able to talk with you getting to know you and talking some big 12. Love it. Thanks again, man. All right, we're going to keep on going this time with a man who has a conference that talks about, or a podcast that talks about the entire conference. He's an Oklahoma State fan. Philip, thank you for joining me on this afternoon. How are you doing today? 
Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Wish we had more than uh, – I don't know if it's published. We had more than one Big 12 game this weekend, but uh, but doing okay. Yeah, so how, how are you handling that? You know, you have – it's the 10-12 uh, podcast. How do you handle that when there's only one game in a given week? Are you just, you know, going super in-depth on power rankings, or are you going to give the best uh, KU West Virginia preview there is? No, we're talking hoops, man. We're six weeks away from hoops. It's a perfect week to spend a couple of episodes talking football but previewing some big 12 basketball man before the season starts in a few weeks it's i'm i'm pumped for that so that that's a lot of fun definitely and while i'm probably a little bit more bullish on k-state basketball than some of our fan base i'm (laughs) i'm still trying to go all in on football but today we are just talking 25th anniversary for the Big 12. So my first question for you is, what's your perspective of the Big 12 as we sit here today? And does that differ from how rest of the Oklahoma State fan base might feel? I'm not sure how the Oklahoma State fan base feels about the conference, to be honest. Um, personally, I think that the the Big 12 is doomed and it's going to fall apart. Storyline is a bit overplayed. It's kind of like, I think it's the same thing as the Big 12 plays no defense. It's just it's just a tired thing that people who don't really pay attention to the conference continue to state or certain, let's say, radio and media members whose viewpoint takes a pessimistic turn trying to sound like they're blunt and realistic um, when really they're just being asses. Uh, I like, look, is the conference uh, in the same standing that it was in back when Oklahoma was making constant appearances in the national championship game where Texas was showing up there. No, it's not. Um, but this idea of the big 12 is in a, is in a terrible position. Like I think they bring in the third most money per school behind the SEC and big 10. Um, they're nowhere near as in a bad position as the PAC 12 is. I know football is what runs everything, but the big 12 continues to be the deepest top to bottom basketball conference in, in period. Um, you continue to see teams win and achieve and be very successful in the other sports. And I know football is all that matters. I get it. It's football. I, I understand. But I don't think it's in as, as bad a spot as everyone would think it sound like it's, it's going to blow up or some. Everyone's going to – oh, you going to the big – nobody really wants to go to the Big Ten or the SEC or the ACC. Like, I have a – I feel like in a few years things are going to shift as the playoff expands. This is all playoff nonsense. I think the conference is okay. Can it be better? Um, do they need to be proactive in finding ways to improve it? Yes. Is that going to be difficult because of all the conferences? It's the most like tin headed monster as opposed to unified conference. I think so. And I say tin headed. Really, it's like two headed with eight other smaller heads who don't get as much say. Um, but I don't think it's as bad off as people like to try and make it sound. Definitely. So. That goes back to 10 to 12 years ago. What was your view and how did you take in conference Armageddon back when uh, it did look for a couple of days like the Big 12 may be done? I mean, it was a fun and exciting time. I was much younger back then, much more impressionable and, and believing everything that I read. And, you know, I still think the idea of the Pac-16 wasn't would have been interesting. I'm not sure it would have been good. And I'm super glad it didn't happen now with the way the Pac-12 is. Um, look, I think the Big 12 has come out of it. I think there's still a little bit of tarnish on the Big 12 because of that. But you look at the teams that bolted, like Colorado still sucks. Nebraska sucks. 
A&M, congrats on beating Florida this year. Like, beat Alabama and Auburn and LSU, and then we'll talk. Uh, LSU when they're good, not when their defense is hot garbage. Uh, and Missouri, congrats on winning the East a couple times. Um, like, I don't – they all bolted. It's not like they're better off for it. I mean, and I, and I get that the Big Twelve is where it is, but I, I, looking back, it hurt the Big 12's reputation, and it hasn't been able to repair it yet because it hasn't had the success on the field you would hope it would have. And I think that's really what it's going to take to fully like. It, as soon as the Big Twelve wins the national championship, everything will be better. Things will be so much better. They will. Um, I think we're still a ways off from that. I don't know that I see a team that I'm like, yep, like. Oklahoma's got problems. Uh, Texas isn't close, and no one else has the cachet of recruiting to get there. So it's still going to be a little while, um, and it might require the playoff expanding. But once it happens, I think everyone will just let out a nice a big sigh of relief. We can kind of get back to normal. Definitely. So the Big 12 sits at 10 teams. Are you a fan of just having 10 teams outside, outside of, you know, being called the Big 12, and that's always kind of awkward. So I don't think I've even talked about this on my show. And I've been wait, I was saving it. Ah, let's put it this way. Uh, I don't know if I've seen this yet because I do think there's some real thought into how to properly handle expansion. I don't think people have really come at it from the right angle. We still look at it from like TV markets, and we need more teams. And I think the Big 12 should expand, but I only think they should add one team. I think I have not done this anywhere else. I'm going to do it here because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I think um, some of the things you're going to learn coming out of this season is for the Big 12 to really get the money that they need to help everyone's recruiting efforts and, and continue to fight towards being on the same footing as the Big 10 and the SEC. I think once the playoff expands to whether it's to six to eight and every Power Five conference gets an auto bid for the champion. I think you bring in one team or go to 11, whether that means losing one and adding two, stick with the round robin, go to a 10-game conference schedule, keep power five non-con, let everyone else schedule whatever they want, guarantee your TV deals that you're going to have, every team's going to play 11 power five games, you're going to get a 10-game round robin conference schedule with the top two teams in the conference championship. You don't have to add four teams. If the Big Ten lost Rutgers tomorrow, do you think they'd lose any money from it? Because I don't. I think they'd still get the same amount of money they get. I think the Big 12 could add one team, one good team, whether that's convincing Nebraska to come back or, or letting West Virginia go and poaching the two Arizona schools or there's multiple different ways this could go. But I think you add one school, stick with your really cool round-robin schedule, make the conference schedule better because everyone's got to deal with Kansas and Kansas is Kansas. So you need to add somebody to allow Kansas to be whatever. Um, I think that would be selling point of 11 teams, 11 games per team against power five competition. That's a selling point that no one else would have. And if you're already going to get your conference champ into the playoff and the playoff is all that matters, then who cares? What does it matter if you, oh, they lost an extra game? Yeah, but you're going to get it anyways. You might not get two teams in, but you're still going to get one. And that's all that matters. I like it. I, I haven't heard that take on it, and I, I really like where your head's at. And uh, I might have to co-opt that, and I'll, I'll always give you credit, but I, I think I might have to uh, 
bring myself under that banner. I like that. So I'm going out of order because I've been ending the show on this question, but you have that idea. What would be the most ideal way to get to that 11-team conference? What would be the perfect scenario? The perfect scenario would be tell Nebraska and the Big 12 in Nebraska to just set aside their issues not and, and bring Nebraska back into the fold. I think that would be the best thing. I think it would be best for Nebraska. I think it would be best for the Big 12. Um, having those those rivalries renewed would be such a big deal for the first couple of seasons that it would bring a lot of eyeballs back to the Big 12. Even if Nebraska is still struggling to get good, I think they would have a better chance to get better at the Big 12. And it's not because the Big 12 is easier than the Big 10. It just makes more sense geographically for them to be back in the Big 12. So ideally, you just add Nebraska and you're set. Um, if that's not going to work, I don't, I don't think it will. I think there's too many hurt feelings there on both sides that neither one's going to only be the first one to accept anything and move on. Ideal situation number two, I love West Virginia. I really do, and I love having them in the conference. But it makes so much more sense to, to basically get the ACC to invite them over because I have a theory that the ACC is going to not keep their divisions and do what the Big 12 does and just match up their best two teams in their championship game moving forward after the season. Um, let West Virginia go and poach the two Arizona schools in the Pac-12. Uh, Arizona has become a great recruiting ground. Bringing into the Big 12 and locking that state down would be huge for them. It would hurt the Pac-12. It would be good to add two actual power fives. There's no question that they are. Arizona State's been good. Arizona is a – I think Arizona is a sleeping giant. I think Arizona is a school that if they can get the coaching situation right, they should win in Arizona. There's no reason that Arizona Arizona State should not be successful, especially with the talent that is in that state right now and continues to grow. So I think that would be ideal scenario number two. And then number three is just you just you keep as is and you just find whoever you can and you bring in the best school – football program you can Houston is a non-starter for me I don't want to deal with it that only benefits Houston it kills it hurts recruiting for everybody not named Oklahoma and Texas it doesn't and unless they are coming in as a playoff team who's immediately improving the quality of the conference even then as a fan of a non-Oklahoma Texas school I don't want them if you're TCU Oklahoma State Baylor Texas none of you none of you should want Houston in a conference that's a non-starter but other than that if Cincinnati's still got Luke Fickle and is awesome, all right. If if Memphis is rolling still, geographically makes sense, all right. You want to go to UCF? Fine. But uh, that's my my third option is that one. I like it. So I've this is the one question I won't let anyone sidestep. I think I know the answer. But if you had to kick out one of the nine schools, is it West Virginia? Because you already are trying to whore them out to the ACC. I mean, if I if I if I could just choose, no, we'd let Baylor go join the AAC. Okay, I, I like that. Um, I like that. But geographically, it makes no sense to let West Virginia go be with their geographic brethren in the ACC and play North Carolina State and Pitt and things teams of that nature. Uh, Baylor to me is a is a bit of a black eye on, on the conference. Um, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cry if they left. I appreciate you coming on. Let all of our listeners know where they can find you on Twitter and where they can find your show as well. Yeah, 1012 Podcast is available anywhere that, that you find podcasts. It's T-E-N-1-2, the word podcast. It's the same way to find it on, on Twitter. Uh, where we.
last but certainly not least in the Big 12, I have Will Bazer on representing Texas. Shout out to Will actually becoming a recurring guest. He actually was part of our preview series talking Texas all the way back before the 2018 football game. So, Will, how are you doing? Welcome back to Bosco's Boys. Doing well, man. Doing well. I'm just, uh, you know, hanging out here in Austin, uh, enjoying it. The uh, weather's getting better. So, you know, Texas is past boiling lava hot and we're getting into, you know, first, first fall. Again, this is one that I definitely am interested to hear your take on it because this is the 25th season of the Big 12 being in existence. Let's go back to 10 to 12 years ago when Conference Armageddon was starting up. Uh, what was your take on that, and what was te- like? What was it like being a Texas fan, or what, what do Texas fans remember from that period of time? Well, that was back when Texas fans still probably had hope. Uh, you know, you had Matt Brown absolutely destroying the program internally by changing it from a spread offense, spread RPO to a I formation, uh, uh, run it down their throat using spread players from the state of Texas. That didn't work out for him and uh, led to his, uh, you know, what could have been a graceful exit into a you're getting forced out. So Texas fans at the time probably were, were thinking, all right, yeah, hey, you know, sucks to be you, A&M. Like, you're, uh, you know, sucks to be you, Nebraska. We're fine. You know, if it's just Oklahoma and Texas doing well as it was, then it's fine. But then the 2010s happened, and now what you're looking at as a Texas fan is, well, they probably should have brought in or at least tried to go out and get somebody from the ACC or the SEC or – you know, the Big Ten, who, was, who wasn't happy with their spot when everything was up in the air and there was uh, more, you know, fluidity or, you know, at least join, maybe join the ACC, join the Big Ten or join the Pac-12, right? There was a chance to do that for Texas. So, you know, you're looking at hindsight 2020, yeah, maybe you should have done that. But it was really hard to do that since you had just gotten the Longhorn Network. And the Longhorn Network looked like a great idea. I mean, it still is. Like, Texas is raking in money, you know. It's all about, you know, money for a lot of the time. I mean, this is a business, right? You know, Texas is not going to be winning, but they're certainly making a lot of money. And, uh, you know, Texas fans probably not don't like that. But, you know, who, who does like it is the administrators. So... You know, Texas, the Longhorn Network looked like a good deal. I mean, Texas baseball was killing it. Texas basketball was coming off of back-to-back Elite Eights. Texas football was coming off of just an absolute decade of dominance. Uh, it, was, it looked like, oh, you know, they're going to go with that and then Ohio State and then maybe Oklahoma, and Texas was just the first one to do it. Uh, it turns out that it wasn't a great idea. Uh, so – but it really wasn't the reason that Texas A&M should have left or Nebraska should have left. They left probably before and actually had chances to get, you know, Texas and A&M were, were uh, pitched to team up on that channel until A&M backed out and they said, no, we don't want to do it. But getting away from myself here, uh, the Big 12, looking back on it at that time, yeah, Texas fans, you know, some wanted to go to the Pac-12, some didn't. Some they probably should have brought in somebody else, you know, some more teams and brought in, you know, Cincinnati or BYU or someone else to to build up this team that they looked at the Benjamins and said, no, we'll we'll do 
um, you know, what, what makes more money. But now Texas fans probably aren't happy with where they are in the Big 12. I mean, you hear it every week in terms of the Big 12 refs. It's just, I mean, those guys are a disaster every single week. And, you know, it's not having, you know, only having two blue bloods in the pro, in the, in the conference is not a good look when neither of those two teams are, are doing well. And even if one of those teams isn't doing well, it's not a good look in the conference. When you look at what they had before, which was three blue bloods and probably a half blue blood. So three and a half. If, you know, if one was down, you still had two. If you had two down, you still have one and a half. Somebody was bound to be good. Uh, so now probably Texas fans probably want to get out of here. Where would the ideal landing spot be for Texas fans? Would it be a conference? Would it be trying to be independent? If, if they had it their way, where would they go? I have no clue because I don't it, – it probably they would end up in the Pac-12. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. I don't think it's a good fit. It doesn't get fit when it comes to academics because Texas likes to pride themselves in academics as one of the higher rated public institutions uh, in the nation. So, you know, they probably want to go there, Big Ten or ACC uh, when it comes to that. SEC probably wouldn't work uh, mainly because the SEC probably doesn't want another Texas team in there. And second, because uh, you know, the only academic institution there is Vanderbilt. <laughs> so, uh, and even then, they're, they're a major outlier. It's, that's probably where they would end up as ACC or Pac-12. I'd have a hard time seeing them, see the Big Ten go and reach, reach down and get Texas. I hope they follow, or at least, you know, go wherever Oklahoma goes or Oklahoma goes wherever Texas goes because I, I'd hate to, to leave that rivalry to at a conference um you know luck or happenstance or check you know chance definitely Uh, definitely uh so this is a question i've asked everyone because everyone had a conference before the big 12 and everyone except for tcu and west virginia was in the old big 12 as well but of the three what are you most nostalgic for the southwest conference the old big 12 or amongst those options, are you happiest with how the conference is now? I'm probably nostalgic for the old Big 12 because that's kind of what I grew up with. Uh, you know, it's Colorado and Nebraska and A&M. I felt like it was a good mix of the Southwest Conference and what you had, you know, and having some new blood in there. Uh, that is what I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I-, I liked that you know, Texas and Oklahoma didn't face, didn't face each other in the Big 12 national, in the Big 12 championship. It kind of made that, that game, you know, get, put some finality into it. You know, I miss playing A&M. I think it's stupid that they don't play anymore. I think it's just butthurt feelings and stupidity from big money donors that just their stupidity knows no bounds, which sucks because they're running the program. Uh, I think, you know, I, I miss playing Nebraska mainly because Texas would kick their butts every time they played them. But uh, because, you know, Nebraska is a, is a big name and a, they're a fun program to have. You know, Texas, I mean, the Big 12 is really missing something there with not having Nebraska anymore, uh, even though they probably blame Texas for their 
you know, their, their lack of dominance. And really it is the fact that the NCAA put in some academic register, you know, restrictions on it, on their, on them. So, uh, I, yeah, that's probably my answer is I miss, I miss Colorado. I miss Nebraska. I miss A&M. Awesome. And then we will wrap up this with four kind of oh, yeah. wrap. Oh, go ahead. Mizzou. It's all right. We can forget them. We don't, we don't need to worry about them, but no, uh, we'll, we'll end this kind of four uh, more quick rapid questions. I think this one probably is easiest based on how you answered that last one, but of the four teams that left the conference, who do you miss playing the most? Yeah. Either a and Nebraska. I, I, I can't decide. I mean, you both, as a Texas fan, as a Texas team, you, you both, you know, historically beat the crap out of them. Uh, probably A&M, just because of the history there. Uh, you know, you get to shut them up once a year. Uh, instead, now it's, it's resulted to Twitter battles, Twitter feuds. You know, whoever, whoever tweets the most wins the rivalry. But, uh, yeah, that, that's probably my answer. There you go. Of the, I have to. I can't. I can't say Nebraska. That's just. It would be a wrong answer. Yeah, I, I bet you there'd be some Texas fans who try to pull it off, but I'm glad you're sticking true to your heart. Not not try to win the Twitter battle or act like a big money alum there. Right. Uh, so of the nine teams that are still in the Big Twelve Conference, if you could kick any of them out, who would you choose to kick out? Baylor, without hesitation. I like who, that answer. Who of the other teams has not said Baylor? Uh, there's been a lot of KU uh, because they don't bring anything to football. I've had a TCU answer. I've had West Virginia. They're the basketball team. Hey, I agree with you. I'm fine. I think it's, it has to be Baylor. I wish we would have found a way to kick them out before now. I, I would do anything to get them out. They will not appear on our show, uh, or we won't have them on our show. I have no interest in bringing any Baylor fans on. So I'm right there with you. Um, so if you go back to uh, adding two teams to get up to 10, uh, would you have, going back in time, would you have still added those two teams? Yeah, I would probably have tried to pull them from the Eastern Conference, like, you know, the old Big East or maybe some ACC. You know, bring Maryland in. I know it's probably you – know, Texas fans are going to hate me for saying that. Bring Maryland in because uh, they were obviously not happy in the ACC. Uh bring in some other team, you know, maybe try for Pitt, maybe try to bring in Cincinnati, somebody for West Virginia so that this conference seemed a little bit more, you know, cohesive. <laughs> uh, that probably would have been a good move and, pro and probably would have brought some more stability to the conference. Uh, but I think now it's a little too late. <laughs> yep. And then the final question that I've asked just about everyone if you were going to add two teams to get up to 12 so the Big 12 could have 12, what two would you want to add? I mean, I always feel like BYU would be a good addition, but also at the same time, it's another highly religious and problematic school. They do have a good history in football, and they do have a lot of fans, but I don't know if there are enough fans to bring in that would bring enough TV revenue, and I don't know if you want to deal with another – private highly religious and very secretive organization you know university uh that since you have baylor i i yeah so i think maybe you know it, can i pick from anywhere or just like legit answers give me two realistic and then give me your two dream a dream you know arkansas and a&m uh 
maybe that or Notre Dame in A&M or Arkansas would probably be my dream. Uh, realistic. I mean, you, you couldn't bring in BYU because West Virginia BYU would be an insane traveling. But I think they're the only other team out there that doesn't have a conference or is not looking elsewhere. Um, maybe UCF. I mean, there are, people don't know how big that school is. The don't you know the the fan base is probably huge. I mean they have what ninety thousand undergrad students, which is insane. But uh, you know they're apparently kicking out football left and right. So maybe there they'd be a good team for West Virginia. I it's difficult because there's there's nobody out there right now. Maybe Cincinnati, Louisville would have been. That's the team they should have brought in when everything was going on. They should have brought in Louisville uh, for for West Virginia. That's the answer. I'm going to go and change my answer there. They should have brought in Louisville. I like it. Well, that's all we got. Thanks again for hopping on for this 25th anniversary show. Let all our fans know where they can find you and see what you're doing out there. Sounds good. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at W-I-L-L-B-A-I-Z-E-R. That's Will Bazer, my name. On Reddit at Longhorn Nation. On my blogs at uh, texas.thefootballbrainx.com. Uh, you know, basically wherever there's Texas football, you'll probably find me. Awesome. Well, everyone go check that out. And again, if you're still listening through, you know, all eight of our uh, whip arounds, uh, you know, it's been a fun time. I enjoyed the big 12. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this and uh, buckle up. You know, there's not a lot of big 12 going on this Saturday, but there are some good college football games. So everyone enjoy rest of your Friday and enjoy your weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network.